0: The dream of running your own business is that clients come to you. When you first start out, you have to go to them. You have to ring them, email them, call them. You have to do the work. But the dream is if you get your website right, if you get your SEO right, if you get your social media right, the customers will come to you. Is the dream real? The extraordinary belongs to those that create it rebelling against business plans and debt, rebelling against what society expects of us to build cool businesses, make money, have fun, and do good. Let's create something extraordinary together. Welcome to The Rebel Entrepreneur. So here we are talking about digital life, and we have Christina of Freshprint Media back. Hello.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: (laughs) It's so good to have you back. I've been looking forward to this episode. Uh, and we have alongside Christina, we have Henry Nicholson of the Rebel Business School. Welcome back to the show, Henry. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Excellent. So we're back, we're back together and we're talking your digital life and how does it all tie together? Because that's that's the kind of dream, isn't it, Henry? Is that clients come to us. Because Christina and I have spent so long Going to clients and we'd put a huge amount of effort. Well, Christina's put a huge amount of effort into <laughs> getting clients, but the dream is they come to us. Is that possible, Henry? Does it actually happen?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and I know it's extreme, but you know, you've got to look at the likes of some of the biggest companies, the household companies that all of us know. You know, things like Amazon. Amazon don't have to market a thing, because we go to them. And it's the same with some of the big brands, you know, like Sony. You don't need to think about you know you just search and find Sony you know what you want to buy from them obviously I'm not saying we're going to turn up we're not going to become Sony straight away very quickly but there is a <laughs> <laughs> there is a point where business stops becoming so much push and becomes a lot more pull so business will come to you and you don't have to be the one going out there uh, and making stuff happen every single day although that is still important to do
0: Christina have you had clients come to you how has that been working on that side
1: I've had a couple inquiries that have come to me. So I'm not really sure where they came from though because people are horrible at responding. So I actually, <laughs> put that on my list to follow up today.
0: So they also oh, those are recent ones that have come to you. Yeah. So you don't know where they came from though. No. Okay, that's interesting. So like did they fill in the form on the website? Did they how did it come? Was it just a random email? What happened?
1: Via email, but asking about The work that I do on that would be posted on Fresh Print Media, but to the email that's to another website I have, that's just kind of my portrait photos. Okay. So it's kind of random. So yeah, mystery.
0: Interesting. So one of the top tips for anyone listening to this, if you can, is as soon as an inquiry comes in, like get back to them if you can by phone number. Sometimes they don't give you their phone number, so reply by email. But one of the questions to ask is like, where did you find me from? Because this is going to help us determine where people are searching, what they're searching, and help us to find more clients. So we've got a few kind of coming in through different websites. Let's think about your digital life overall. So everyone listening to this, I kind of want you to imagine that in the very center is your website. So in the center of this diagram is your website. And then you've got all these things that are outside it. So your LinkedIn profile your Google My Business profile, your Instagram, and all of these things that are sort of outside it that bring people to your website. And then when they're at your website, hopefully they look at your services, they look at your product, and they send you a message or they buy it. Henry, is that kind of how you see these things in the digital life picture overall?
2: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And I guess the center of the universe for your digital life is kind of the place that you want your customers to go. So, you know, for example, if you were a YouTuber, it would be the YouTube channel. Because mm. all that's where the value is, you know, that's where you want people to be, that's where the most of the traffic needs to go. But you're you're exactly right. You you sort of you want to look at, you know, is it the website, is it a blog? What's the one place you want all of your customers, all of your traffic to go? And then everything else branches off that and should be finding you that traffic and pulling it in. That's how that stuff works.
0: I love that. So how do you feel overall, Christina, that you're sort of digital ecosystem for your business is set up? Is it working for you? Is it like, what are your feelings over it?
1: I feel like it's still in progress. I don't know, because (laughs) I feel like we're in a good place as far as like, there's, it's fairly put together, you know, like it's fairly stream, not, I don't know if you could say streamlined, but you know, there's being work being done, things being you know, working towards optimize like the Google My Biz, but it's also not, I don't feel like I'm getting as much traction off of it as one would want to, but I also know that it's not an overnight thing. So, you know, I don't know.
0: So it's quite interesting. The Google My Business episode was number four in this season. Yeah. And at that point, we couldn't find you, Christina. Yeah. We kept <laughs> scrolling. You didn't show up. Last, I think a couple of episodes ago, we searched again and you were up to number 28, which is yeah. incredible going from not found to number 28. And I've just done it again, just for the fun of it. And you're now up to number 17. Oh, um, And this is not overnight stuff. You've now also got 10 reviews on there. You've got 10 five-star reviews. You've got photos. Like You've made huge progress, huge progress. But yeah. you're right. It's not an overnight thing. And I think that's something that Henry and I speak about a lot of the time is this is the slow burn stuff that you do that eventually will bring return, but it's not going to bring return in one, two, three, four months It's the six months, the 12 months, the two years later, you've got a massive mailing list and clients are coming to you, which doesn't sound fun, which is why actually we spent the entire first season going, How are we actively going to get clients? Because most people just wait for them to come to you and they never end up coming to you. So we're making progress, but it just, I don't think it feels like that to most people. Like they don't feel like they're making progress they don't feel like things are happening i mean henry and i did an entire episode on search engine optimization and that stuff you you do a bit each week for maybe a year and then you start to build some credibility and it's a long long game for your business google my business is actually far quicker henry thoughts and feelings on this sort of overall subject
2: yeah i think you know we can we can never say that enough that this stuff doesn't happen overnight and, you know, it is, a, it is a long-term goal. There is more active things we can be doing, you know, using social media, getting referrals. You know, encouraging referrals is something that I've only recently started doing for the Rebel School, you know, let alone um, any of my web design stuff or any of the other things. And there, there's a bunch of actions we can take that will result in really quick action. But all of that works in tandem with this this digital stuff that we've been setting up so that, you know, one two years down the line there's a huge amount of traffic happening because of the hard work that we've put in up front as well so i guess what we're trying to do is we we want to build out this structure we want to build out your digital life see what that map looks like and then do the hard work to drive traffic to it because then it starts to go it's like when you kickstart an engine you know mm-hmm. you, you've got to get it turning first you've got to get it going then it starts to run on its own and and that's the point that we're at and, and that, i think a big thing that will kill a lot of startups is is that realization of how long that stuff can take and and how much work that can be and yeah. I think that's you know we live in a society where we can get things same day. we can go online order something and have it by two p m you know and, and <laughs> like I can get food from the other side of London delivered to me within an hour. It's ridiculous, but because we are used to getting things so so quickly, that's the one of the biggest hurdles you've got to get over as a small business is that actually, this stuff does take some time. And there are quick wins. There are things we can do. But we have to do this as a long-term goal because unless we treat this as a two, three-year build, it's never going to get to the point where people are finding us because we're focusing too much on what's the next customer, what's the next customer, what's the next one. We want to build this stuff out to work for us, not against us.
0: Yeah. So what are the key elements of the digital life we need to look at? The business digital life, Henry, what are the key elements we need to look at?
2: Yeah, so I guess let's start at the centre of the universe, right? You know, we, we need to know where people are going. So, you know, in this case, for, for Christina, that's the website, it's the portfolio. That's where we want everything we do in our activity, online, offline, through email, through phone, everything that we do, we want to pass traffic to the centre of our universe. One common mistake that I see quite a lot of the time is, is when people will... Maybe they'll post on Twitter going, check out this photo I've just posted on Instagram. And then what they're doing mm. is they're sending people to the same. Do you, do you see what I mean? They're sending them out to another outreach post, not to the, oh. to the actual thing. Right. What So what you should be doing is is on Twitter going, I've just posted this new thing. See it on my website here, you mm. know, or, or add value there and bring the traffic through. And the whole point of this stuff is that you're building out basically employees, social media channels act as employees to bring in business and they they go and find people and they're meant to push them into the center of your universe, which is your website.
0: So they're salespeople, aren't they, Henry? You're sending out your salespeople into the field to work for you. Send them out, crack the whip, get them working and bring the customers back.
2: (laughs) Yes, that's it. That's it. You know, know, everything is an employee. A hashtag is an employee for you, especially on things like Instagram, Twitter. You know, you need to be Putting this stuff out there, seeing how it performs, and then, you know, bringing it in for a one-to-one having a good word with it when it's underperforming and then sending it back out. <laughs> it, <laughs> all of this stuff works like that. And so I, so I guess building this digital world, we know, we need to know what the center of our universe is. That's step one. Then we need to figure out where are my customers going to be? Where are they hanging out? Uh, so, you know, in your case, Christina, you're using LinkedIn, you're in Instagram, uh, and you've got Facebook as well. Um, and I think yeah. that's, that's all of them. You know, and, and based on our best guess of where our customers are going to be hanging out, so for if we're aiming at you know the corporate marketing teams that we've been talking about, LinkedIn and, and Instagram are the best ones for that by a country mile, which is actually the yeah. same as a, a, a an urban mile. <laughs> and <laughs> so you know, by once we've then chosen, you know, where are my customers most likely to be, and where do I want to be spending my time because that is also important. You know, you need to actually enjoy the process because this is going to take up some time. And and then we just need to get to work and we need to start talking to people and we need to start referring them through. One thing that is very important within all of this is how does it link together? How does somebody get from Facebook, from a Facebook post that they've met you on that you're engaging with them? How do we get them from there through to the center of our universe? Because that can take many different, shapes you know that can come in a, a few different forms that might be i've added a bit of value i'm having a conversation now i'm giving you the link directly to my website that might be i'm chatting with you i'm adding value you then go to my profile and go who is this person why are they talking to me <laughs> uh, and then you know there's then there's a link through that way and you know mm-hmm. this thing can happen in a range of different ways and we've just got to make sure that wherever anybody goes across any of your digital life it looks like you are a photographer for brands, and 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 it's that I think I I guess I would call it cross branding, you know, and 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 I don't mean having a nice logo and and fancy slogans and vision statements because all of that stuff doesn't matter, that's rubbish. What I mean is that people look at it and within three seconds I know exactly who you are, what you do, and what your value is. That's what we're getting to, and and everything in our digital world needs to do that. Point through to the uh, center of the universe and push people through to whatever the next action might be
0: how are you feeling about this christina any thoughts or reflections on the episode so far
1: i feel pretty good about it yeah i think i feel like everything i have is directs them to the website fairly well i could be wrong but i feel like it does (laughs)
0: I've had a look through Google My Business and it's actually looking really good with the picture at the top. We changed the title to commercial photographer. You've got your times. You've got a link to your Calendly. You've got a link to the website, your phone number, the reviews. My review is currently top on the list, which I don't know if Google's just showing me that because I'm egotistical and I like to <laughs> see my own review. Um, but someone's given my review a thumbs up and you haven't replied to my review yet. I know. I can't it's believe unmalice. that. Unbelievable. And you've got a few, you've got 10 five-star reviews. And then at the web results at the bottom, it's got your website, your Instagram, and your LinkedIn. So actually, like, other than getting more reviews using the key terms, like Google, my business is like, we're making progress. We're making progress. We just need to get some more reviews using the right key terms. And we're actually... Yeah like that's working really well so i would agree you've set that up beautifully it's really starting to come together
2: i have a comment around the the link bit so you know pointing people back to your website from your social channels and and so what you've done on instagram both on your personal and on um fresh print media's account you've got a a flow page link yeah and, and 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 for those of you who don't know what FlowPage is, it's it's like LinkTree, you know. FlowPage LinkTree, basically, you get to put all of the links through to your entire digital life in one place. So then, in your um, bio, when people click on it, they then get you know however many options you want to give them for different places they can find you. So you could link through to your other socials, your store page on Etsy, your website, your YouTube channel, you know, and so on. That's really good because it make the user experience of those are amazing so people go on they find it really simple to engage with you you know you can put things in there just like drop me an email now you know you make you can make it really simple for people to engage with you a thought Mm -hmm. for you is why don't you build the exact same thing out but on your own website so that you're then getting the traffic because at the moment what's happening is is you're giving um flow page all of your traffic through instagram right and and yeah one thing that Google look at as a, from an SEO standpoint is, is how many people are actually using your website? How many people are visiting? Where are they going? What are they doing? Are they getting to what they need is, is the most important bit. So um, so actually, that might be um, just a really quick fix that helps get you just that little extra shot of traffic is that everybody comes into your website to then go to whatever it is that they're trying to find.
1: Yeah, that's a great idea. I only just ever heard of that recent, like in the last week or so, you know, doing that and using your, your website to do the same thing. And I thought, well, that's smart.
0: Cause at the moment your flow page takes you to, do you want to go to Fresh Print Media or do you want to go to the shout out LA feature? And it does kind of have the phone number, the send us a message, the email icons, but the two big buttons are those, mm-hmm. which there's no reason why you can't, like if they go straight to your website, you could highlight the shout out LA feature up there. And your website can easily do that stuff.
1: Yeah, that's a great idea.
0: Good spot, Henry. So should we move on to the center of the universe, Henry, and the website? Shall we start there? Yeah, why not? Okay. So if you're listening to this, uh, Christina hopefully has updated it already, because this will have happened in the past uh, by the time it gets published. But if you're listening to this, go to freshprintmedia.com. Have a look at what Christina is doing. Get on Google and search for Commercial Photographer LA and see if Christina turns up uh, and start to have a look at those items right now whilst Henry goes through this. Henry, let's start. Where, well, where should we start? Should we start on the homepage?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think, so yeah, naturally the homepage stands, it's the most important. It's, you know, it's like the front cover of a magazine. It's the first thing that anybody see for the most part, but also it's it, Google will rank your homepage as more important. So so actually, it's really, really vital for us to make sure the homepage is right. Now, that seems like a big statement, making it right. you know, What does that even mean? Is that even possible? Because this stuff changes all the time, and you know, I need to be updating it, and it needs to change. I was going to say, you're right, but I'm the one that said it. Yes, I'm right. Um, so <laughs> i love that you self-congratulate, Henry. Um, yeah. <laughs> somebody's got to keep me going. Uh, so um, looking at your website now, it... The the big, the changes that we've made since the last time, you know, having part of your portfolio right at the top, you know, three really big, awesome images. I love, I think that absolutely, I look at it and I, I, I suddenly understand more of what you do. So like, yeah, absolutely. Nail on the head. Well done. That's amazing. I think the thing that it could have, just give it that extra, you know, I get it because all of this stuff needs to have that moment of every client looking at this needs to go, I know exactly what this is. I know what this business does. And or, wow, I need to work with this person, more importantly. I think it actually, now now that we've got the images at the forefront of what you actually do, I think we could just have a little bit of supporting text just Mm. beneath it that sort of go, you know, like, hey, I'm Christina. This is what I do. You know, I help bring your products to life, whatever. Focusing in on those key phrases, those key terms that we've spoken about that your clients are going to be searching for. So just building it out a little bit because at the moment you yeah. know we've got two really amazing pictures of of a couple of bottles of uh, whiskey, uh, one of tequila, uh, and then we've also got the the skincare thing as well. They're really cool. We just need to figure out you know how can we encompass all of this into one message and then and basically make it super super obvious of what you do.
1: Yeah, that would be okay. my
2: initial my first edit. And what this does is there's a couple of things this does. One is. You know, clients that are arriving on your homepage, you need to be able, they need to be able to look at this and know exactly what it is you do. Within three seconds, I think it, or it might even be two and a half seconds or something now. But you haven't got long to you know grab their attention and and persuade them that this is where they need to be. But on top of that, you know, it's also the SEO thing. Like right? the more we can reinforce to Google what we do, and and you know give give Google evidence that we mm-hmm. are a photographer, we are based in LA and we take photos for the food and beverage industry, you know, whatever, that really, really direct stuff. So I think just just to build that out a little bit more because what you've done looks amazing and, um, you know, it's it's leaps and bounds above the version that we had before. We just want to refine it and just add a little bit more, give it a little meat on the bones. Okay.
0: Yes, because we kind of go straight from the three pictures to need photography, drop us a line. And yeah. I feel like there needs to be a little bit in between there that says, <laughs> like... Here's the services I provide. I'm a commercial photographer in LA. I also fly around the world to Mexico to photograph things. I do this for the food and beverage industry, the skincare industry. We do some great stuff. If you've got a query, drop us a line. And just that sentence, those few sentences, that small paragraph, I think just like the pictures grab, they tell everyone what you do. And then the sentences give you just that little bit more information and Henry's right about the SEO bit, like that, that's absolutely key to having those keywords in there as well.
1: Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I didn't think about that. <laughs> it's mystery. It's a mystery. It's becoming S- less of a mystery, but so many things.
2: Yeah. S- SEO is its always going to be a big thing to think about, and, and also it always changes. You know, something that happens... And, and works for, I don't know, two years, might not, you know, uh, after three weeks and then it might change. And Alan, do you remember Kieran, uh, who, came, who we met in Glasgow, who had the dozy oh, owl? Blog? The
0: dozy owl. How could I forget, Kieran? The man that reviewed mattresses online to make a living. He was my favourite example of someone who made money out of enjoying sleeping.
2: Literally, dream job, dream job. But um, I remember talking talking to Kieran. So the the reason that Kieran's business took off, so it was all through affiliate marketing, right? He would sell mat- review mattresses, have a link through to where you could buy it, and then he would get you know ten fifteen percent commission for the sale. And you know mattresses like five six hundred bucks <laughs> each. You know you're going to get a pretty good payout for each one. Yeah. And he had he had really I'll use I'll talk about Kieran a little bit more in a, in a minute. Cause I've got another idea related, but I remember having a conversation with Kieran about his business a few years after we'd met him and everything had changed. He was in a little bit of a mess because his whole business relied on SEO. You know, he, he wasn't big on social media. He wasn't, you know, all of his traffic came through blogs like, you know, how what's the best mattress for back, back problems? What's the best pillow to use for hay fever? Because apparently that can affect it. I don't know. <laughs> um, and, and overnight, you know, Google suddenly went, we're not going to look at that anymore. We're actually mm. going to pay attention to this stuff. And then suddenly, you know, he sees a dip in a few hundred visits on his website the next day. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I think this is why it's important going back to having this digital life across all of these platforms. It means that you're you're more diverse. So just relying on SEO can have a detrimental effect on your business later on when things change because they will. Things never stay the same. Yeah. But then, you know, not doing any of it also <laughs> means you're constantly having to run in the hamster wheel. So it's, It's finding that balance of both. And and yeah, this stuff will always change. But Google's end goal, Google's entire purpose is to bring as much value as it possibly can to their end user. It's not about The people searching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, nerd language. It (laughs) It is all about Google delivering value to the people searching. So we need to play their game.
0: So if someone is actually searching commercial photographer L.A., Google wants to give them the best possible results so that they stay on Google and they don't switch to Bing or some other search engine that no one particularly uses. I'm sorry, Microsoft. But they want to give (laughs) the best possible experience to those people. So if you are, if they believe you're the result that people want to find, they will show you in those listings. And then they work that out through How many people are visiting your website? Do you have credibility in terms of links to your website? How long do people stay on it? Like, There's all these sort of metrics that they have to show whether or not you are the results that people want to find. And it's a fascinating game. It's one that is constantly evolving and changing. So we kind of need a long-term strategy for this where we don't have to keep updating because as a small business owner there's only so much time you can spend on this. And if you spend your entire life reading SEO articles, you'll never actually do any business and make any money. So kind of as a long-term overall thing, it's providing as much value as you can for people searching for these terms. That's kind of the overview, isn't it, Henry? Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, 100%. 100%. And just as a side note, after Alan discriminated against everybody using Bing, you're allowed to use Bing. That's your life choice.
0: But we will judge you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I didn't even know it was still
0: around. I used to 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 work for Microsoft running courses. And I'd say, when you Google this, and they would always correct me in the middle of the course going, you do not Google it, you Bing it. Uh, (laughs) And it just just didn't catch on for me. Uh, But let's move on quickly before I get myself in hot water with one of the biggest companies around the world. So how do we actually implement these thoughts, Henry? Looking at Christina's website, what do we actually do? How do we implement it? Where do we go?
2: So I think the easiest step is let's just add context to the pages. You know, let's add some body text, let's add some titles, and let's just put the actual words that Google want to see on the page whilst maintaining your images being the main subject because, you know, this is still a sales game. This is still a marketing game. We still want your pictures. What you do needs to be at the forefront. You know, that's your main thing. We want people to fall in love with these pictures and see their products in these pictures first and foremost. Then they read what it is that you actually do. But by having it on there, it yeah, it, it gets Google all excited. I think <laughs> is the correct term.
0: <laughs> it gets Google excited. I love that. And it is quite interesting. Like Yes, so... Tell us how to actually do that Henry. Like what do we actually do? How do we physically do this? Yeah, it's it's
2: it is actually that simple. It is just about putting this stuff into the website's writing it in like as body text, as titles. It's just writing these words into it because Google literally read your website like a person.
1: Yeah. I have a question in that vein. Mm. So, SEO, well, all the stuff that's like supposed to make it ideal like i feel like if you're writing for seo it feels a little keywordy and repetitive and stupid and like do people notice that or do they not even notice that like i notice it when i'm trying to like do it but you know and they want like sentences to be a certain length and active voice and this and that like does does it bug anyone or is it just me because it's un it's a weird thing to me and i'm it feels unnatural
2: no i i think you're exactly on the money with that. You know, it, it, you you everybody's seen this. You know, you'll go onto a website and it'll be like, "I am a photographer in Central London. I take photos because I'm a photographer for businesses <laughs> in Central London. Central London-based photographer in Central one zero zero one one zero You know, it's just so robotic and horrific to read. So, so actually, you've you've touched on a really important point here. You still want this stuff to be human, and Google is smart enough to. Translate words into what it's looking for, right? So Google knows that photography, photograph, DSLR camera, you know, image, photography, you know, all of that. They Google knows that all of that sort of stuff is in the same realm. So actually, you don't. It's not about using the same phrase or sentence or individual words over and over and over again, Mm -hmm. but it's just making sure that the website's relevant and it's making sure that it's on the context and in in the same, in keeping with what you're saying. You do right, so it's. And, and, and I guess that's the thing, is that you don't necessarily need to do anything special. You just need to be really clear, really direct about what it is that you do and how you can support people. because that's what Google look at. Google look at this as if they're a person. It doesn't look at it like a robot.
0: And I think having those simple sentences at the start. So just whilst we were chatting, I looked up, whilst we take the, the mickey out of Bing, it is worth 67 of the global search market, 6.7%. So there are people searching on it, and it can be worth showing up there as well. So I Googled commercial photographer. I I Googled on Bing, commercial (laughs) photographer in Los Angeles. And like the simple terms that come up, they show you the title, they show you the domain, and then they show you a couple of sentences. And the number two says, Tom is an award-winning commercial photographer, and it highlights in bold the words you search for with a gritty intimate style, view his portfolio and hire one of the top photographers in Los Angeles. Mm. So he's managed to get Los Angeles photographers, commercial photographers, award-winning hire portfolio into that one sentence. And it actually sounds quite reasonable. You know, he's an award-winning commercial photographer with a gritty intimate style, view his portfolio and hire one of the top photographers in Los Angeles. Now that doesn't sound too, too spammy. It doesn't sound too bad, but it's a nice, clear sentence. So there's no reason why we can't have. Christina Russo is one of the top commercial photographers in Los Angeles. She's won awards for her photography for the food and beverage industry. Have a look at her portfolio here. And there's no reason why you can't hire Christina Russo Freshprint Media now. They, there's no okay. reason why we can't get those keywords in there and yeah. still have a good quality sentence that makes you sound lovely.
1: <laughs> Not like Christina Russo, commercial photography, book now, commercial photo, <laughs> photographer. <laughs> Products on set with camera.
0: <laughs> yes, we could definitely craft a better It'll sentence just make a, that. I'll
1: make a word salad. It would be great.
0: Although I think that would be
2: quite good video content for your Instagram channel.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could do that. I could <laughs> do an, I could do an Instagram reel like trying to figure out SEO. <laughs> Actually I might do that.
0: Yes, please. Um, please. Sir. Then some of the key bits is making sure that each page has slightly different sentences and slightly different bits. So like we've got the home page which has the overview sentences. Then we've got the portfolio pages. You've got food and beverage, like the food and beverage at the moment is just pictures, which I love and planning your next campaign. We just need a sentence in there that says Christina Russo focuses on food and beverage commercial photography for big brands, helping them to make their products look fabulous or whatever the sentence is. Because at the moment, there's there's no words for Google to read. There's just pictures. Yeah, which I love.
1: <laughs> you're right. You're right. An
0: easy solution for
2: that as well is um, putting keep your your words in image captions, captioning oh, yeah. every image. So is, that will is,
1: be
2: yeah, it all counts. Uh. It all counts. Google that Google looks at everything. And what about like the a...
1: alt text and stuff?
2: Yes, I was going to come on to alt text. So so okay. adding captions to images uh, are still searchable. That's how images come up in Google Images and all that kind of lovely stuff. But then also, um, there is something called alt text, which uh, you'll see when when editing and uploading pictures. So alt text actually will get you um, brownie points for accessibility. Mm. So alt text is what gets read out if you're, you know, sort of impaired vision, hard of sight, and you're using the internet. So you know, you can get browser add-ons that will read the web page out to you. So so it's when you're uploading these pictures, you want to make sure you've got a description in there and using those keywords. So you know product photo partnership with Smirnoff or, you know, whatever the the image is of so that it, a, it makes sense for people that are browsing it and, and need that level of accessibility. But also Google will Google favor websites that are built for the masses to use. And it mm-hmm. favors websites that are accessible, it favors websites that are optimized.
1: Okay. Um, when you're looking, this is maybe a tangent, but when you're looking at it, it has like, caption which would show up then and there on the page there's alt text which is the descriptor and it has a description is that it just for your own use what's the description how's it different than the other things
2: so um have you ever done a google image search and you know when you click on the image it will go it will show you the the name of the image like the title or the caption and then it has like a block of text under it as well so yeah. so the description part isn't something that usually show up on the website unless you want want it to you know through settings but that's something that Google will take and will display on the Google search okay. so um so that that's where all of that kind of stuff comes in so adding text yeah so adding captions adding alt text adding descriptions to images huge because it's a way you can get a whole bunch of words into the page without making the page really wordy which especially for your business is what we want to avoid because it's all about the image. You know, it's all about the pictures.
1: Yeah. Sorry. One more question in that vein, because I've been Mm -hmm. thinking about this lately. So, but it sounds like the description and the alt text are kind of the same thing, but with different, like, but why can't they just combine them into the same thing?
2: I've been asking that for seven years. Okay. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) yeah, it's basically how this stuff's evolved. You know, Google have, there was one point where Google were asking everything all completely individually. You know, they were asking what are your individual keywords? Then yeah. give me a, a title for your website separate to the URL, separate to the homepage title, then give me the description for it, separate to what's on the page. And like it, it was asking for all of this stuff so it could index. But as Google's grown up and it's gotten smarter, like, you know, things like Weebly, WordPress, Wix, they're actually still catching up. what google are doing so so all of this stuff will still be in the web builders but not all of it's necessarily relevant the most important thing is what is on the page itself because that's what google will prioritize and it you know this and this is this goes for things like the url google will search the domain name itself as as actually the most important thing so if you had you know la photographer.com which i imagine is probably gone if it's not go buy it and sell it (laughs) la photographer.com you know Google will look at that and go, "Wow, that's definitely a photographer in LA, isn't it?"
1: <laughs> and
2: <laughs> hey, jokes. So it looks at things like URL. It will look at the menu items. So something that I love about your website is you've got portfolio as a menu item. When you hover over that, it drops down to food and beverage and
0: people uh, spaces.
2: Exactly. Yes, I was just loading the page so I could read them out. But Google, look at all of that stuff, and and it uses all of this. It collects all of this information to then deliver that search to the person searching the more we can reinforce this stuff the more we can back it up and and that point that alan mentioned of making sure that not every page has the same stuff on it because that used to be the case that you could just copy and paste photographer in la a million times on your website and whoever had it the most won like that (laughs) that was kind of the idea um but now you know it's smarter than that now. So so you know if we have a food and beverage page, it needs to just be food and beverage photography. Nothing else. No skin treatment stuff. No people. No spaces. Just that. And then and the same and and, and you know rinse and repeat that way.
0: Henry, question from me with Ooh. the images, and I've been thinking about this from my own website. Get my own advice. Move over, Christina. I need help. <laughs> um, I mean, think about this from my own website. The file name of the picture as well. Does that help? So the file name, the alt description, everything lines up. Is that important for me to think through all those items?
2: Uh, It is. It is indeed. Don't waste hours, obviously. Like, don't go through your entire website renaming all of the pictures. I don't think it's that important, but it's useful to have your pictures just labelled correctly. So, um, you know, for Christina, if you're uploading a new food and beverage portfolio, it would be, I don't know, Smirnoff, cocktail one, you know, just something like that. So it's got some of Mm -hmm. the keywords in it to, again, reinforce what this is. So, so Alan on yours, you know, putting your name, for example, because most of your search probably comes from Alan Donegan. That's what people are searching for. Yeah, Alan Donegan, Rebel
0: Entrepreneur, Rebel Business School, something like that. And actually, I just, I very vainly just Google imaged my own name, uh, which you've got to love. And I seem to have got most of them. Unfortunately, number 12 is a different Alan Donegan, which I don't like. Um, no, and he get says, out of
1: here, different Poetic Donner. justice,
0: Alan Donegan crashed into 20 mile an hour sign after 100 mile an hour car chase, according to the Daily Echo. <laughs> um, so he needs to definitely be removed from the top of that list. But it is interesting how all these items line up and then you start to show up for the different items as you go down.
2: So I'm aware we've got into this rabbit warren of of words and and stuff that we can put on and actually what we're what we've been talking about is what can we add well you know let's add more stuff because that will fix it that's part of it is giving google more content to look at and, and reinforce what we're doing actually there's there's this whole other bit that we need to dive into now which is about mobile and being optimized for a mobile device so Google favor websites, so I think the stat is something mad like seventy percent of people browsing the internet use their mobile phone or a Mm. tablet, a a mobile device. You know, not a desktop, not a laptop. I think again, there's an element of who's your customer involved because if you're selling to corporates or a company, they're more likely to be sat in front of a computer nine times out of ten. But actually, you know, thinking about your clients, Christina, they're creative, they're in the marketing department they're probably going to be using phones and tablets probably more because they're walking around and, you know, I imagine your clients to have like really funky offices with like bean bags and no desks and all that kind of stuff. So I imagine they don't have a huge amount of desktops (laughs) and laptops, right? So, so actually, but well, regardless having your website built for mobile is more important than it's ever been ever. And there's a couple of edits that we can do just to make sure it loads quicker. Load time is one of the biggest things that Google will look at because Again, we're in this society where people want things now. I can order yeah. things and get it in two hours' time. You know, I want this web page to load within a millisecond of me clicking on it. And so, so Google will, will look at this stuff. And actually, there is there's a website I use when I build websites. It's on Google's developer thing, but um, it's just called PageSpeed Insights. It's a Google tool. And what you can do is just go into that, paste in your URL, and it will literally rate your website in terms of load speed okay. out of hundred, right? And I'm gonna, I'm gonna shame you a little bit. No, I'm not. I'm lying. Uh, so shame searched... me,
0: Henry. Use my
2: website. No, shame no, you me. Can shame
1: me. It's fine. I like I'm,
2: go- I'm, I'm gonna shame both of you because it's more fun that way. Uh, so okay. starting with Christina, um, I, I put your, <laughs> I put your website in, Christina. For desktop, your website scores eighty-five out of hundred. Pretty good pretty good yeah. that's at the high end you know the i think the um so they, they do like traffic light systems so red amber green green starts at 90 okay so like you, you're pretty good like you're there and, and that's for a desktop setup do you want to have a guess and i will let you have within a five point mark what what do you think it is for mobile
1: Uh-oh. 40
2: you were within five points it's 36 <laughs> Oof. which is yeah, low end right? isn't it which it, it's yeah. in the red unfortunately But that doesn't mean that it sucks, right? All this means is it's just how long does the website take to load, and there's a whole bunch of stuff that can go towards this. The easiest thing to manage is the images. Yeah. So as long as the images are not huge files, you know, if they're if just we want to make sure that they're small enough, and there are websites online that can do that and reduce the sort of image size for you and all that. You You don't have to go through Photoshop and things like this. But minimizing the weight of your website google are more likely to favor it because it's quick to load and they want people to find what they're looking for quickly know, yeah. on top of does it actually look good on a mobile is it user-friendly yeah so so going through so when you go onto to um, page Speed insights for example it will give you some tips and some stuff to think about one thing that it looks at is uh how long is it until your website is interactive so have you ever done that where you've clicked on a website and then it's loading and you can't scroll or do anything or click anything but it's still loading yeah mm. your website took 7.2 seconds before it would let me interact with it and and again it's got a bunch of bullet points on how you can solve that it does talk a little bit about coding but you can ignore that unless you're brave but like I say the main thing that you want in there is reducing the images just making sure mm-hmm. that they're not you know you don't want a massive eight megabyte photo when it's only displaying in like a 400 square Pixel thing on a screen, right? You want that to be as small as possible without sacrificing quality. That's the easiest way of doing this. And then again, that goes for videos, that goes for animations. If your website has loads of stuff flying in from left, right, and center, I know that's a very 90s thing now, but some people still do it. Um, <laughs> and, you know, just making sure that the website just flows really nicely is a really good way to do it. So that's just something to think about, Christina, and, and maybe um, check in and, on PageSpeed Insights. Uh, like make some changes leave it for a week then go back in and see if it's made a difference and just do it you know kind of like that because the better we can hone in on this sort of stuff the more google will favor our website
1: okay interesting yeah i'm gonna check that out because yeah i have a feeling that i have not resized images and et cetera. yeah They're probably and... quite large <laughs> yeah I, but, but that's <laughs> it right you know and and uh,
2: we've done this i think before we moved uh, so when we were the pop up business school, and we had our gorgeous, you know, sort of ten year old website on Weebly, Boy. I don't think we ever thought about that.
0: No, and we didn't. I just I built had. it.
2: Yeah, I'd hate to think <laughs> of what ours was. Anyway, while we're on the subject, Alan, what do you think Boy, your score is?
0: I've just been I've just been looking it up myself. Um, yeah, You're a cheater. Uh, You're supposed. To I guess. am a cheat. Well, I wanted to know. Like <laughs> I am way worse than you are, Christina. So uh, yeah. Mobile is 27 out of 100. Oh, wow. Which I guarantee, like the bit Henry said about when I'm writing a blog post, I just take a photo on my phone and upload it. So those photos are two, three megabytes of time. And I bet you that's part of it. I've never bothered optimizing any of my stuff for load time because I've been building it myself and I've just done it myself. Yeah. So. It's very, very low on that. On mobile, it's Mm -hmm. slightly. uh, Sorry, on desktop, it's slightly better. I'm sixty three, but I'm way worse than you, Christina. Way worse. (laughs) 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 Yeah, you have defeated me. Yeah,
1: Mm. (laughs) ha ha. But
2: so this thing is not meant to attack. This is not meant to go. Ha! -ha, Your website sucked. That's you know. This is just. There's always room to improve. And and actually, Mm -hmm. you know, just to give everybody listening to this comfort, Alan, the host of the show has never mm-hmm. thought about doing this. Like, it's okay. This stuff happens. And actually, this stuff isn't relevant and when he you start.
1: And he's still got a show. Google
2: and he still has a podcast. You out.
1: You're not in and like, I still like Google, him. Google, I don't know, Black Bad Hole. Bad books. They, they, yeah. yeah, they they put you in the silac pit. And they're like, ah, he can't do SEO. They even useless. let me do a
0: Google talk, even oh. though my website is on the useless list. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, they even let me do a Google talk. Uh, and I think that's the thing is actually as a small business owner, you cannot be good at everything. No. Like you just need to do what you can and keep it moving forwards. And sometimes Henry comes along and says, here's some insights and you, head, you hang your head in shame and then you do your best you can and move on.
1: Well, it's pretty useful because I wouldn't have known to look at that. And like no. something like resizing an image is, I feel, a fairly doable afternoon fix like go through and resize
2: and and again you know as i every time i I think every time i come on the show i say the phrase little and often um but i live by that mantra Uh, and and it's exactly the same with this you know this doesn't you don't have to search your website your uh, domain on here straight away and then fix everything within 10 minutes because that it's not how it works you know you have other stuff to do there's more important things for you to be doing but all of this works together. So. Put it on the list, get to it. Yeah, just do small amounts of this stuff when you can. Don't sacrifice the sales time. Don't sacrifice the stuff that you actually enjoy doing because nobody, even me, I don't enjoy doing this stuff,
0: <laughs> but it needs to be done. It's important. <laughs> so,
2: um, so just add it to the list. So I think, you know, our, our, my summary of this stuff, and, and, and I've got one final point that we've, I've sort of touched on but I want to go into a little bit. We want to make sure that this stuff is working on mobile. 70% yeah. of your users are going to be on a mobile device, possibly more, depending on who your audience is. Mm. You want to, you need to make sure that this thing works. And Christina, your website looks incredible on a desktop. I love the layout of it. It's really, really like intuitive. It's easy to use. On a mobile, a lot of those features you've got in there hide. So we just yeah. need to make sure that it's a little bit more obvious where we want people to go, what we want them to do. We want to make sure this stuff loads quickly and put your stuff onto PageSpeed Insights, see how you score if it's drastically bad then probably put some thought into it if it's it'll do you know, it's in amber meh, then you know fine move on with life there's other stuff to be doing but just make sure you pay attention to it and just yeah use every opportunity you've got to drive traffic through to that place because the number one thing that google look at is are people using it are people using Whatever the center of your universe is, are they using this YouTube channel? Are they using this website? Are they using this blog? And are they finding what they need? If so, I'm going to show it to more people because it's obviously valuable. So optimize for mobile, make sure it loads quickly and just push traffic because then it will start to, it's kickstarting the engine and and it will start to spin. It will start to turn on its own.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at this. I've never looked at, I've never actually looked at the mobile version. Isn't that
0: interesting? Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's not as bad I, as I expected, though, based on what you just said.
2: But yeah, it, it's it's fine. It works. That's that's the main thing. Like, done is better than perfect. Let's get it out there. Let's send it to some customers. But we do want to make sure we pay attention to this stuff because yeah. if we want things to come to us, we need this thing to work for us, not against us.
1: All right, projects, mobile,
2: more and more to dos. So the only thing I've not, <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I haven't yet mentioned, which. We could talk for hours about, and actually I I want to pass to Alan a little bit more for this one, is blogs and content. We've spoken a lot about getting the keywords in, you know, putting content on the website that Google can read and look at. Blogs act in a slightly different way. A blog page or a blog article is a lot lighter in weight. A blog article is much, it's going to go a lot further, a lot quicker because Mm -hmm. Google see that it's got a timestamp. It see that it's got a different kind of value. So it's more likely to push that to the top. And I sp- we spoke about Kieran earlier. I mentioned Kieran, the dozy owl. He made money sleeping, selling mattresses. Some of his most visited pages weren't the homepage. They weren't the my top 10 mattresses page. It was none of that. It was the best mattress for back pain, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And, and it's the stuff that people are searching for. They're finding the blog article and that's giving them the value and then also passing them through to the rest of the website. And if you're yeah. smart, you know, you've got the mailing list stuff in there and you're capturing people as they're coming through. Creating a blog, writing, creating content enables this stuff to go a little bit further in a Google search. Alan, you've been running com for since
0: I've known you, which is at least not quite that long. It's It's only <laughs> been, I think, two and a bit years. I actually inspired myself after a website Wednesday course. I went on my own <laughs> training course, inspired myself and built it in the evening with Liam in Croydon. So it's only been a couple of years. I'm still getting into it, but yeah, it seems to have grown reasonably well, despite how badly it loads, Henry. <laughs> I
2: told you, it doesn't mean everything. It doesn't mean everything. <laughs> but, um, so like, obviously there, there, this is a whole subject in itself, of, you know, how do you write a blog? What do you write about? Do I put pictures in it? Do I just write? Do I put videos? How does that whole thing work? But actually just thinking, you know, what are your top five things that people are searching for to find you? Like Christina, for example, you could write one blog article that is, and and please don't use it word for word because I could be terribly wrong, uh, (laughs) how to take pictures for my products or how to take the best looking product photos, how to take the best looking product photos on a mobile phone things that people are going to be searching for, get that blog post in front of them, and then you're adding value, they're learning,
0: mm-hmm. which
2: will then push them again through to the to the centre of the universe. Blogs sort of sit not at the centre. They they're almost alongside Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, so on and so mm.
0: on. Yeah, and the blogs are definitely the workers you put out into the field that people find and then come back to you. One random idea from me. Henry, please criticise my idea. Could Christina write an article, How to Hire a Commercial Photographer? Or the top five things to look at for a commercial photographer. Yes. Or That'd when to use a commercial yeah. photographer. Why would you hire a commercial photographer? Like I feel like there's a, there's some very simple articles that could be just five things, a list of five things, five reasons to hire a commercial photographer. And then mm. you've got all sorts of keyword data, all sorts of stuff that could link into that.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. And and, and just to build on that, I we we've been I've been looking for an office manager. like to hire an office manager for us at rebel and throughout all of my searches all of the admin work that i've been doing something that keeps coming up is the question is this right yet is this the right time for me to get an office manager what do they actually do do you know what i mean like is there an interim step so actually i think that's a smashing idea yeah like is a commercial photographer right for you because you might get a bunch of businesses doing it for themselves bottlenecking yeah. the entire marketing process because they haven't figured out yet that actually if i just get someone better at this than i am my life becomes easier. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I think that's a great idea.
1: Yeah, i like that. That's smart. And even something like um things to consider when planning a creative product shoot or you know brainstorming a creative product session, you know, stuff like that that's like makes gives people something to think about, it gives them information, but then also goes, oh, wow, there's value here. Like, I want to work with that person because I like what they said. And that could be, they're really going to do something cool with my stuff.
0: I also think there's a dual purpose for that, that you could send the article to new clients saying, yeah. you've booked me, read this so that we make sure we get the most out of our photo shoot. And you're actually yeah. giving great value to them and providing content. I think that would be really useful because when I've hired a photographer in the past, let's be honest, I don't have a... Clue what I'm doing. Oh, I, I just hire a photographer, and go, you know, yeah, Christina <laughs> has done photos for me. Um, she's done an amazing job actually. If you want to see the photos, some of them that Christina did for me, check out her Google My Business listing, uh, and you'll find some of the photos in my review on there. But I don't know what I'm doing. Like, if someone sent me an article going, Here's the five things you need to think through. What are you going to wear? What's your list of photos? Do you want to do? Have you flossed? I don't know whatever <laughs> the list is. I think that would be really, really valuable.
1: Yeah, yeah. It reminds to
2: me. It reminds me of our first ever like press photo shoot that we ever had at the uh, Rebel Business School, and it was Simon and Alan basically going to a field in the middle of London because uh, those do exist with a photographer. <laughs> and and I remember we got an info pack like the days before going. Here's what you should wear and. You know, and this was specifically for print. So this is like photos that are going to be in newspapers, in magazines, on blogs. And there's this whole bunch of stuff that I had never even considered. Like, for example, wear red or pink with no logos, no anything on it, because it will stand out better in a, you know, sort of dull printed newspaper, for example. And I specifically remember Alan getting really upset because he only ever wears Marvel T-shirts.
1: Yeah, that's I know. It's kind subject. of a thing. It hasn't changed.
0: Yeah, they were making me to buy more clothing, and it is not my favorite experience going clothes shopping.
1: Well, then maybe you should get a stylist just for the shoot. They'll bring you wardrobe, they'll dress you. Then you know, okay, now we're. I think it.
0: I need one, Christina. But look, yeah, uh, we are definitely getting off uh, subject. Back to the blogs. Blogs can provide great content they're searchable. You can get your keywords in them and they actually provide value alongside this thing. And maybe we'll do an entirely different episode on that. Let's sort of wrap up Uh, before I come to you for your closing remarks, Henry. Christina, as always, what are you going to do about all this stuff? Is there anything that you've gone, yes, I must do this today, uh, must be on my list? Or have you gone, oh my word, this is overwhelming?
1: Okay. I think my first thing is add text to pages. Yes, it says what we're doing, and then slowly go through. I, I'm I'm not gonna do this all in a day, but look at the page insights, like the speed insights, and then go through and probably resize images, and then I will also spend some time with mobile and go through and see what I can tweak to make that look better, load better, etc. Oh, and then blogs. I think I can make a list of some blog article topics that I can work work on doing.
0: Excellent. There's a fantastic list that we can start on straight away. And I think the quick, easy solve is the couple of paragraphs of text to each page that describe yeah. what it is with your keywords. I think that's going to be a really simple, easy thing to do to get going. Henry, hit us with our digital life closing thoughts. <laughs> that's a big ask. I think my closing
2: thoughts would be make this work for you and and mm-hmm. remember why we're doing this stuff because most of us are creatives if you're starting your own business you're probably a creative you probably have one thing that you absolutely love doing but because you've started your own business there's a bunch of other stuff you've got to do around that to make it possible this is one of those other things you're probably not going to fall in love with doing this stuff but you need to enjoy it along the way otherwise it's not going to be fun you're not going to want to keep doing it so Keep in mind, what's the purpose? Why are we actually doing this? And we're doing this so that in one, two years' time, you're not the one having to forcibly push to make sales. People are coming to you at the same time. I tell you, life gets so much easier when the phone starts ringing rather than you having to dial people every single day. And I think keeping that purpose, keeping that, that vision, that goal in mind, as a, as a very you know, reasonably short to medium-term goal, that people will ring me for business, not the other way around. It's super realistic. And, and this is just one of the keys to enabling us to do that. And, you know, have fun along the way, post stuff on social media that you find fun, engage with people that you want to be spending your time with. Don't just do this because you feel like you have to, because it's not going to happen very well and you're not going to do it for very long. And I guess, and I think my final point, and, and this is really from my own experience and the pain of doing this to myself, the worst thing you can do is put an action on your to-do list titled finish SEO (laughs) because it just doesn't end. There's always more stuff to be doing. So make it manageable. You know, as Christine has gone through her actions, make it really short, easy, manageable actions that you take. Do those, leave it for a month or so, then revisit what else can I be doing. But don't put finish SEO because it just won't end. And that will always be on a to-do list. It will drive you crazy. Believe me, I know.
0: Henry, fabulous advice, loads of information. I've been somewhat shamed myself into taking action on my own website. The website can never be finished. Just make progress. Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening to the coaching series with Christina, Henry, and I. We are here to help you on your journey to building your website, building your business, setting up your digital life, and creating the future of your dreams. Go take a tiny action that builds towards the future. You can have any life you want to. Choose to build something cool. Choose to take action. Choose to work to make your dreams become reality. Stand out. Be different. Be yourself. Be a Rebel Entrepreneur.